We are live. What's up, brother? How are you What's doing going today? On? I'm doing good, man. Good. Busy day? Pretty busy. I'm doing the final roll off from uh, the one business so I can focus entirely on the second business. And so today is technically my, uh, my final day doing that. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, congratulations. That's exciting. Yeah. Does that mean that you are done working with them after today? Pretty much like I'll be there for ancillary support things if needed, but it comes down to like a matter of focus and uh, having one foot and two buckets. That doesn't make any sense. Having a uh, being in both businesses was becoming distracting. And so uh, I needed to like fully cut the uh, cut the line to the the one that we sold last year. And now the bigger companies got everything they need to to really run it without me. So today's the, uh, today's the last day. Gotcha. Well, congratulations, dude. That's exciting. That's, yeah. that's super, super cool. Um, how's 75 it. hard going? It's great. And I think it'll be topical for today. Definitely like the motivation's gone, which is good. And now it's just like a matter of doing it, but from, uh, like how I feel standpoint, I think today's the first day. I haven't been like dramatically sore and feel like I got, uh, like, push down some stairs. And so I think I'm starting to adjust to the increased activity threshold. And so from that aspect, like, I mean, I'm pumped to go run up a hill today and, uh, and then go. <laughs> nice. What days. day are you on? Day nine. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. Good shit. Good shit. Yeah. It's good shit. Well, that is perfect for what we're, we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the fact that motivation is bullshit which is perfect for what you just said. I think we could start there. You know, I think the reason that I'm super interested in this topic is because waiting for motivation caused me to procrastinate in my life so much. And it's such a simple thing to hear that motivation, you're not always going to be motivated. So you need to learn how to do things when you don't want to do them. It's such a simple concept, but it's something that had to be repeated to me many, many times for me to fully grasp and understand and start taking action on. So, you know, for years, I literally would just say, I'm going to wait until Monday. I'm going to wait because I was never motivated in the moment, right? That's what people do on Thursday. They say, okay, well, fuck it. I'm just going to wait and start my diet on Monday. I'm going to wait and start my workout routine on Monday because they're not motivated in the moment. They're motivated to start it on Monday. But then when Monday comes around, maybe they're motivated for one day and they do it. But then Tuesday comes around, they're not motivated anymore. What do they do? They go right back to the same old habits, which is the life that I lived for 15 years in a row. So I'm no stranger to that. But I think it's super important to talk about because if you do not learn that motivation is bullshit and that discipline is what will really kick in when you don't have the motivation, then you will not achieve any of the goals that you have in your life because nobody achieves the goals that they have in their life by sitting around waiting to be motivated to do them. Right. Maybe there's some super freaks that are like motivated every <laughs> single morning when they wake up. But like, let me ask you, do you wake up every single morning motivated to go tackle your goals and get everything you need done for work? I'm sure maybe there's one or two things that you're excited to do for the work day, but there's probably nine or 10 that you're like, fuck, I got to do this. Same thing with working out. Same thing with dieting. Same thing with 
everything. Are you motivated when you wake up every day to do all the shit that you do every single day to create the life that you're creating for yourself? Absolutely not. (laughs) I'd say it's probably the most fragile state of mind, feeling motivated to get up and actually go do something. At the core of it, I think business and working out are great examples. Nine out of 10 things you got to do for those are boring as shit. And so actually, if you if you want to be successful, the things that you need to keep doing over and over again are boring as shit. And so repetition is boring as shit. And so it's it's actually a fallacy to expect that you would want to be motivated to keep doing something that is boring and repetitive over time. And so I can answer you with 100 percent sincerity that, no, I don't get up in the morning and feel motivated to go do the things that. I know I need to do to get to where I want to go to be the person I want to be to fulfill that identity we talked about last episode. I love that you said the way that you just put that is really interesting. The things that you need to do every day to get where you want to go are going to be boring things, right? Like you can, you can try to gamify certain things and make it fun. Like I've tried before, just to give you an example, turning my workouts into something fun, right? Like that's probably the easiest way to do it with working out. It's harder to do it with a diet. It's harder to do it with work, with business. But at least with working out, it's like, okay, I could go, you know, I could go ride my bike, which is real, which is more fun than just doing something else. Or I could go boxing or something fun. But at the end of the day, even that you're going to get tired of and you're not going to be motivated to go do it every single day. So how did you build the discipline to start doing these things? Or how, how are you building the discipline to start doing these things? I guess is, is a better question because I think we're both, all of us are constantly working on becoming more disciplined every single day. So what are some of the things that you are doing to combat all those days when you wake up and you're not motivated? I think it comes down to making a decision that motivation is not the trigger to do things. I think you have to reframe and ask yourself what it is that you want and then back in how to get there and then decide you're going to do those things and leave motivation out of the conversation. Or at least that's how I've been approaching it. I've got a board with all the things I have to do with 75 hard and I put a check mark next to them once I complete them each day. And that's the only thing that I'm focused on is getting those check marks on the board not how I feel about getting the check marks on the board, but only the act of just getting them on there. I frame that in my mind as a successful day and I try to leave any other noise or any other conversation about it off the table for simplicity's sake. Because I think as soon as you get into the, am I excited about doing it? Is there something inside of me that wants to go run up that fucking hill? The answer is no, but I already, I committed, I know I want to be, ripped, rich, and rare. And I know that the process to doing that comes in running up that stupid fucking hill. And so that's the only thing that I'm focusing on is if I just get up that hill, I'm one step closer to being in the identity that I want to be. It sounds like you're thinking through your actions before you're doing them. Like, I'll give you an example too of of a way I do that. Because one of the questions I want to ask you is, even knowing all this, do you still procrastinate? Because one of the things that I have been working on a lot is just stopping procrastinating because I'll do, I'll get them, I'll get the things done, but I want to 
do it immediately. I don't want to procrastinate on it. And I have this thing now where when I wake up in the morning, for example, I used to procrastinate and say, well, I'll just do my two workouts later or whatever. I'll just, or I'll just do my one workout later in the day because I want to lay in bed for whatever reason. But I have this thing now where every morning when I wake up, I, I think to one hour from now or two hours from now. And I think about how I will feel if I do X or if I do Y, if I go work out or if I lay in bed. And I have come to associate a feeling of regret by not getting up and a feeling of accomplishment and pride by getting up. And just that thought process alone when I'm laying in bed in the morning has been enough to get me out of bed because I felt the disappointment enough to know that I don't want to feel it again in an hour or two. And it's become, it's kind of like what we talked about last episode about the pain of staying the same has to become worse than the pain of changing. It's like, I have come to a point in my life where every single morning I associate that and it helps me a lot versus before I would never think through that far. I would just think of instant gratification. It's going to feel good to fucking lay in bed right now and not go get up. So do you still procrastinate? Do you have any frameworks like that that you use to, to stop procrastinating? So I want to, before I hop into that, I want to touch on something you just said, because I think it's super powerful. Well, let's take a step back. Everything in your head is a fucking narrative. Like every story you're telling yourself about anything, it's all just narratives you've made up in your head. It's all Fugazi. Just in the same way that like motivation is entirely Fugazi. It's just a single narrative you've told yourself in your head. When I feel like doing it, I'm going to go do it. And when you break it down like that, it's a pretty shitty way to actually go get things done. It's just waiting to feel like you want to do them. Where instead, you've done two things. One, you've gotten very specific about what the outcome is that you want. You've made a decision and you've also you've boxed what it is, what is success and what is failure. And then you also tied a really shitty emotion to not doing it. And so what you did is you, you gave yourself the specificity needed to know what success looks like. And then on top of that, you then built a narrative in your mind about how bad it would be not to accomplish that. So to your point, you just out of thin air created a situation where the pain of not doing it became greater than the pain of doing it. I think I, uh, I might've gotten a yeah, confused. No, you're, no, you're, you're absolutely yeah, the pain, right. Yeah, the yeah, pain yeah. of not doing it just, just outweighed the pain of doing it. And so I think that reframing and the practice of doing what you just said is a mental muscle that I'm going to 100% use that tomorrow morning when, how I, when I think about what am I going to do and in what timeline. And I would say as far as like procrastination goes today, I don't think that's something I've entirely mastered yet. And the problem is, is that I've got flexibility in my schedule now, and that's actually new for me. And so I think taking the tools, I didn't used to have flexibility. It was like I had too many things get done in a day because I was running two businesses. That is a forcing function. It was like, I have this, I have so many goddamn things to do that procrastination wasn't really a choice. Those, those fine distinctions of like what needed to get done were made for me. Now only running the single business there are fewer things that I want to get done better. And so I need to, there is an exercise I need to go through in terms of reboxing my time and improving on procrastination. And I think 75 hard is actually a great 
thing to slot in right now because it's going to be that forcing function. So at this point, I haven't had any mental tools per se, other than like having a very busy day doesn't really allow me to fall into those traps at the moment. I'm happy you broke that down because it brings up another thing that I want to mention, which is about reframing the way you think about certain things. Like the only reason that I'm able to do that in the morning is because I've spent so much time reframing the entire way that I think about every single action I make in my entire life. And yesterday, I'm going to give an example. One of my friends who will remain nameless for right now, failed 75 hard. And he called me. And he said, you know, I, I fucked up, I drank, I failed 75 hard. And, you know, I basically processed it with him a few different ways. I said, well, first of all, I started asking him questions. Why did you drink? Why did you do all these things? Like, how do you feel when you do these things? And I started just trying to help him reframe the way that he thinks about certain things. So we got into a conversation and we started talking about all these things. And I started asking him, well, you know, he, he basically was saying, should I start 75 hard again? Should I restart or should I create some other type of routine that I could do that maybe is easier? And he's like going back and forth in his head about what, which one of those things he should do. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. You know, how do you feel when you're on 75 hard? How do you feel when you're not on 75 hard and you're just doing nothing? How do you feel when you're on a routine that's not 75 hard, but you're sticking to your routine? And do you stick to that routine? And at the end of the conversation, what I kept coming back to is you have to reframe how you think about these certain things. Like he was saying that when he's on 75 hard right now, he gets angry when he's doing his workouts at home because he's not happy at his home. And I said, okay. So here's what we need to think about. Why are you not happy at your home? Why are you not happy in your current home situation? What decisions have you made in your past that have led you to be in the home that you are in now that you do not like? What decisions could you have made differently that would have you in a home that you would enjoy working out in, right? And it basically is just a complete reframing of the way you think about your entire life. If you are mad in a moment, like being mad that you're in a small room having to work out, how did you get in that small room? What decisions have you made over the last year, two years, three years, 10 years that have wound you up in this room? And are you going to continue to make those decisions right now in this moment that you're realizing this? Or are you going to look at all those decisions that you've made the last year, two years, three years that have wound you up here? And make the same decision again right now in this moment and just continue living a life where you're not pushing yourself or making the right decisions, I guess I should say. And I know that was kind of a long-winded rant, but it was it just goes so perfectly with reframing the way you think about everything that I hope it was some sort of breakthrough for him. But I know that when I started thinking about things like that, it allowed me to control my emotions much better and it allowed me to not procrastinate and have clarity in the decisions that I was making and to make it easier to go for the long-term gratitude versus the short-term gratitude. Whereas most people, they just get angry and then they don't do it or they'll go have a drink or whatever rather than think, okay, well, why am I angry? 
what decisions have led me to be in this position that has made me angry. It's a total reframing of how you think about your emotions, your choices, and everything. And I may have just went a little out there for that, but does that ring? I don't think you went out there at all. And I had a light bulb moment while you were talking right at the end there that I think a recurring theme and a hypercritical concept for this show is the creation of a new identity and enacting the right steps to actually go achieve that identity. And I think you just laid out what I would call a hack to actually successfully doing that, like a way to practically put in place how to think about generating and living a new identity. And this process of reframing is almost, it's like table stakes now that you've said it out loud. And I'll take it from the angle of the guy that you just described that was sitting in the room angry about being in the small room is very much the person who is in the same identity of the guy who got himself into that room in the first place. Whereas the op, like the, the option to reframe is it's an in the moment decision to be in the new identity. It's an in the moment, in the moment decision to actually look at things from the perspective of the person that you're trying to be. And like, how could it not be? You're literally reframing You're updating the identity of the person that you are in that moment. And so what you just described is this is actually a hyper tactical way to on a moment by moment basis, live a new identity. And so I don't, we didn't come into the podcast looking to talk about reframing as this critical, critical thing that you need to be doing if you want to actually live a new identity and you I think not procrastinating and not giving shit about a motivation are really, those are symptoms or those are pieces of living a new identity. But reframing is actually this just like tactical moment by moment thing you can do to change the narrative and actually be that different person just for that one moment in time. I got goosebumps when you said that because it's so true. It's like all we could talk about the fact that motivation is bullshit and discipline is what you need and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, what's a tactical way to actually reframe your thoughts so that you live a disciplined life? Because if you keep having the same thoughts that you have right now, you're not going to live a disciplined life. Your thoughts are who you are. You have to literally work to change your thoughts. Like another example of, of reframing is having gratitude. Every single, I think I've talked about this before, but every single morning I wake up and I say, thank you. And every single night before I go to sleep, I say, thank you. And this whole thing started when I was really depressed and I needed to get out of that depression essentially. And I just, I got to the point where I wanted to practice having gratitude because the more I, I, I had this feeling because I was told enough by mentors that I watched on YouTube that the more you do this the more natural you will have feelings of gratitude, which I wanted. Like I wanted to feel good. So lo and behold, after doing it many times, many days, many weeks, many months, it's just a natural thing now for me to wake up and immediately think, thank you for waking up. Thank you for not waking up in the middle of the night to some horrible phone call. Thank you that I have all my limbs. Like literally the most, the easiest most simplest things in the world I'm grateful for every morning when I wake up now just because 
I programmed my mind over literally two years to think that way. And I think that's important for anybody who's trying to make any change in their life is that you literally have to work on changing your thoughts surrounding whatever you're trying to change because your thoughts are what's going to drive your behavior. And if you force yourself to do certain things, you can actually manipulate your thoughts in your own favor. So I think it's something that I don't know. I know we weren't planning on really going into identity again, but honestly, it it is going to be a recurring theme in this show because we're both constantly reinventing our identities. I think every person in the world who's trying to progress in their life is constantly reinventing their identity. And those moments are when you do it. Do you make the decision from your identity that you've been? Or do you make the decision from the new identity of the person you're becoming? And based on that decision is which way you're going to swing towards which identity you're going to swing more towards in that moment. I think one thing that you just mentioned that underlies both, both like reframing and gratitude that is super important. And I think it comes back to why procrastination is worse than you think it is, is that to change your mind and to change your thoughts, it's an act of repetition. What you just said, it took you two years before you really started having those thoughts come to you instead of you going after those thoughts. And so let's just say that it was a proactive muscle building repetition process that you had to follow for two years. And now you're seeing the benefits of it. It's become ingrained in you and it comes back the other way. But the, what that tells me is, is that like every repetition that you do do the importance of that shouldn't be overlooked doing it again one more time. Like each one more time is the process of getting there. And so even if you miss one, like doing it again and doing it again and not procrastinating and doing it again are like, those are moments where you are God of your own life. Like the, the choice to do it one more time is the process to actually get to where you want to go. And so understanding and framing just how important that single decision is in that moment is so critical because otherwise repetition just won't exist in your life. And if you can't get to repetition, then you can't fulfill this new identity. And so it's actually this accumulation of every morning in bed, you seek gratitude. It's not one time. It is a thousand times. And therefore every next time is the most important thing you could possibly be doing in your whole life. And so I think Understanding the importance of like doing it one more time, like that is the monumental decision you get to make every day to be the person you want to be. It feels small, but it's actually this massive decision that you make every day. And so I think if people could reframe just how big of a decision it is to do it or to not do it, to be angry in the small room or to reframe in that moment, like those are, that's a hundred percent of the work right there. That's it just over and over again. And that's the secret sauce. And so I think it's like a muscle. It's literally it like, a, it's literally a muscle because if you, th if you compare it to lifting weights, if I'm doing bicep curls every single day, the first day I do a bicep curl, it's going to be hard. But after two years of doing bicep curls every day, it would feel weird to not do it. Like my muscle at, at 3 PM will just start curling naturally <laughs> because my muscle memory is there. Right. It's like, I know this is the time I need to be working out. Same thing after practicing gratitude every day for two years. It's muscle memory. Same thing after practicing getting up and working out every day in the morning for two years. It's muscle memory. 
Discipline is literally a muscle, whatever way you use it, whether it's to build gratitude, whether it's to build wealth, whether it's to build your fitness and nutrition, no matter what it is, you just put it perfectly. Discipline is literally a muscle and every single day you need to flex that muscle or else it will start getting weaker because if you don't exercise for a day, you get a little bit weaker, but if you exercise that day, you're going to get a little bit stronger. And the longer you go without flexing that muscle, the harder it's going to be to get back on track, no matter what you're doing. I think that's a, I hate to do this because we've only been talking for a little bit and this is an unbelievable conversation, but I think that's a great way to end it because I have another call that started one minute ago, <laughs> but, um, man, no, I, I, good shit. This dude. is awesome. hundred percent. We should, uh, we'll unpack later. Go to your call. Yeah, I think, yeah, we could honestly, let's do another one tomorrow and we could talk a little bit more about this, but cool. yeah, this was great. Everybody we're signing out. Thank you so much. Subscribe, leave a comment, do all the duties. Appreciate you guys. And we'll talk to you on the next one.